Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 642, Tommy Tucker, WWL 18 before 7, a Friday morning that is very foggy. And we're here at the corner of Poitras and Magazine, and I can't see the bridge, and I can barely see the hotel that's next to us. That's how thick the fog is. Of course, because of the high humidity, the windows are all frosty as well. So not a good morning for visibility. Be safe, put the lights on, and remember, only use the flashers if you are stopped. That is state law. Fred Lopez joins us now, professor of medicine in the section of infectious diseases at LSU Health New Orleans. Dr. Fred Lopez, how are you doing, doctor? Good morning. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? I'm well, sir. Did you have a nice Mardi Gras? I really did. How about yourself? I did, um, and now I'm ready to repent and do some <laughs> do some different things. Tell me um, about, I don't know, I was asking people to text me at 504-260-1870 and tell me how they're feeling, and I'm not getting any responses, so I have gotten responses to politics, so maybe they're feeling fine. What about COVID-19, cold, allergies, flu? Is any of that going around, or is it too early to tell yet after Mardi Gras? Well, it looks like the cases of flu, which you know started very early this year and with very high levels of activity, have really tailed off. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not going to come back. We're still in flu season, typically through the end of May. So we'll just have to wait and see. But right now, the cases are down with respects to flu. The same is true for COVID-19. Cases are down. Hospitalizations are down. Deaths are down. It's still out there. Last data shows that there were about more than 5,000 cases in the state of Louisiana for the last week that was reported. So it's still out there and circulating, and it's a very um, contagious variant, this XBB 1.5 variant that's the most contagious one we've seen to date. So we'll just have to wait and see what kind of impact Mardi Gras might have had on COVID-19 cases. And then we are getting into uh, allergy season with respects to um, grass pollen and tree pollen, um, dusts and pets, obviously can incite allergic responses year-round. But um, but now would be the uh, tree and grass pollen allergy season. And there are lots of other viruses out there that are circulating besides the flu and COVID-19, um, particularly enteroviruses and uh, rhinoviruses um, that can cause cold and flu-like symptoms. So lots going around, but hard to say exactly what impact Mardi Gras will have had on the circulation of those viruses. We'll just have to wait and see. The fact that people were outside, that makes it better than people being inside, although a lot were inside at the at the different uh, endemian extravaganzas, the different balls and buckets, et cetera. Yeah, no doubt about it. Being outside uh, decreases the transmission of all the viruses that we talked about. Now, the allergies are not caused by viruses. They're stimulants that cause an immune response of the body. And so being outside actually probably increases mm. your tendency 
have allergic responses. But in terms of the circulation of viruses like COVID-19 virus, like flu virus, like rhinovirus, like enterovirus, no doubt being outside decreases the transmission. And look, having had such nice warm weather, uh, not causing people to want to be indoors uh, because it's so cold as it is in other parts of the country also helps with decreasing the transmission of viruses. What about allergies with this unseasonably warm weather? Is that going to make it worse or is it just going to bring it on earlier? I think it's going to, you know, we're really getting into the allergy season with respects, again, to tree and grass pollen. Um, Usually these are springtime allergens. Um, And so, yes, the warmer weather will bring it on a little earlier. I think it's already around and uh, will persist uh, for quite some time. Uh, So the warmer weather, like you mentioned, is going to cause these people who are allergic to these uh, stimulants or allergens to present with these uh, allergy symptoms that really are itchy eyes, nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, sometimes fatigue and weakness and dry cough. All of these allergic responses may be seen a little earlier because of the nicer weather. We're talking to our friend, Dr. Fred Lopez, Professor of Medicine, Section of Infectious Diseases at LSU Health New Orleans. Doctor, I know you're a scientist and you're going to hate this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway because we're buddies. Um, I My vaccination card is like full, okay? I got everything I had to get except for part two of the shingles, which I have to make an appointment and get now that I think about it. But I don't really remember since COVID started being that sick. Maybe I had like a little 24-hour virus here or there with the stomach, and that might have been some kind of maybe food poisoning or something. I don't know. But what are the odds, would you say, that I, even though I've, I've never taken a COVID test, that I did have COVID? Um, it's possible. We know that GI symptoms are part of the constellation of symptoms that can be seen with COVID. But most of the time, it's going to be respiratory-type symptoms and not GI symptoms mm-hmm. or together. One thing that is circulating countrywide um, that is getting a lot of attention is the uh, virus, the, vi- the viral illness called norovirus, which causes gastrointestinal illnesses and really um, can be quite violent in terms of the nausea and vomiting and diarrhea that develops. And this is circulating currently across the country, um, much more so than a year ago, and maybe part of the return of many of these viruses that we haven't seen over the last couple of years, that with the um, abatement of COVID um, has allowed for the viruses to return. And, And so norovirus may have been what you had, um, it's certainly being seen in a lot of parts of this country. I'm just wondering, is it possible that I did avoid COVID? Because I didn't, you know, I worked from home for a while, but I didn't go into hiding. And I did wash my hands and use hand sanitizer early on in the thing. I haven't worn a mask in quite some time. Um, but again, I am fully vaccinated. I'm just wondering, can you take a test that would show if you ever had COVID or not? And is it possible that I was able to avoid it? And, and some people like myself were able to do that. Yeah, you know, this is a a, a topic of great study is trying to find people who did not get COVID and try to determine what it is about these individuals that allowed them to um, escape getting infected by a really contagious virus. Uh, The virus that's currently circulating that I mentioned a couple of moments ago, XBB 1.5, is extremely contagious. Even if you've been vaccinated, you can still get infected with this, this viral strain because it is so contagious and can evade 
the immunity that's developed both from vaccines and natural infections. So it is possible that you've completely avoided COVID. There is testing that can allow one to find out if you have been uh, infected at some point remotely. And one of the issues with COVID, as you know, because we've had this conversation going on now for several years, is that a significant percentage of people don't develop any symptoms when they are infected with COVID. And that's what's made it extremely difficult to contain COVID throughout this pandemic. If I didn't have COVID, would my blood be worth like, you know, a gazillion dollars, a pint or anything? I think it would be of great interest to investigators who are trying to figure out why certain people don't develop this infection, despite the fact that the virus is so contagious and has infected so many people. Huh. So perhaps I should do that. Uh, I think if you can um, locate a study that would be interested in in finding out about why you might not have been infected, um, it would be uh, of great value. In Um, In the interest of science, for helping the general good not to monetize it, Dr. Fred, just to be clear. We'll take a break, pick it up here. We come back, 504-260-1870. If you have any questions, somebody wants to know the difference between COVID, allergies, and a common cold in terms of symptoms. So I'll pass that along to Dr. Fred when we come back. Although he cannot diagnose you over the air on WWL, you'd have to see your own physician about that. This is all just general Stuff. All right. 651, 9 till 7. Traffic now on WWL. 656 and a half. Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to our friend, Dr. Fred Lopez, professor of medicine, section of infectious diseases at LSU Health New Orleans. And if you're feeling cruddy after Mardi Gras and you're wondering, is it a cold, COVID, allergies, maybe something else? Dr. Fred's here to kind of explain the differences between us. Again, he cannot diagnose you individually, obviously, over the air on WWL. You'll have to see your physician about that. But somebody was wondering, doctor, um, generally speaking, the differences between a common cold and COVID? Yeah, so, you know, many of the respiratory viruses, and I'll specifically mention flu and COVID-19, are going to present with sore throat, stuffy nose, cough, sneezing, fever, headache, maybe even body aches. One difference perhaps between COVID and flu is going to be the loss of taste and smell that seems to be a little more uniquely associated with COVID-19. With the cold, you may have many of those symptoms I just mentioned, but fever is going to be a lot less common. Headaches are going to be less common. Uh, Shortness of breath is going to be less common. Um, And you're not going to have those aches that you do with the flu and COVID-19. And then with allergies, you're probably going to have... Uh, runny nose, sneezing, um, your eyes, nose, or itch, ears will itch, but you're not going to have fever. You're unlikely to have um, headaches to the same degree. And, and again, it's much more seasonal with respect to the allergies um, when compared um, to cold, which can be um, year-round. Um, flu and COVID-19 right now we know are circulating but are down in terms of numbers, but they're still out there. And many of the same preventative measures that you've used for COVID-19 over the last couple of years are going to help with respects to decreasing the likelihood that you'll get infected with one of these other viruses. What do we know about long COVID? Have we learned anything about that? Are people that that we spoke about years ago, well, I guess it was years ago by now, um, that had loss of memory, they were cognitively cognitively impaired, they uh, didn't have a sense of taste or smell, have studies been conducted to see how those people are doing, and what do you know about it, Doctor? Yeah, well, uh, Tommy, we just talked about the uh, individuals who haven't 
yet been infected with COVID-19 and how trying to figure out if there's anything unique about those individuals would be valuable in terms of contributions to science. The same is true for long COVID. We are still seeing a fair amount of patients who have long COVID and we need to learn a lot more about long COVID because these individuals are going to have symptoms that persist for a long time. Wow. Any final thoughts, Doc? No, no, just uh, glad everybody um, enjoyed their Mardi Gras, and um, hopefully we won't see too much of an impact on uh, viral activity as a result of everybody getting together. And wash your hands and keep your hands out of your face, right? You bet, you that, bet. You know the story. You know right. the advice. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Doctor. Dr. Fred Lopez, Professor of Medicine, Section of Infectious Diseases at LSU Health New Orleans. Speaking of LSU, we come back. LSU baseball, number one team in the country. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 